0: hello everyone and welcome into another episode of anything but football with myself mick walker and my co-host as always matt goldman matt how is new jersey treating you are you ready to come back to columbus yet
1: yeah uh about a week and two days to go until i'm back in the four three two one zero at the fun zip code to say um yeah get back get to watch some ohio state basketball ohio state wrestling's coming up but Unfortunately, the New York Giants are out of the playoffs. here, Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cleveland Browns tomorrow. Are you, or is that Sunday? Uh, are you nervous, Mick? I'm
0: not, I'm not very nervous, no, especially with Stefanski going down. I think he, I don't know, I have anything that, that says anything, but I think he handles a lot of the uh, play calling duties, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything, like you said, you're, uh, I do think it's interesting they bumped it to the Sunday game, because if they bumped it, to, if they put it on Saturday, the Ward war definitely had no chance of coming back. So I
1: I don't even you know think he's back yet. though. I think they, I just think that the biggest part for the Steelers is Big Ben's got to play well. I mean he's yeah. just got to get the ball to the playmakers. There's so many playmakers on Pittsburgh. Just Juju Chase, James, Eric Ebron. That that team is loaded to say the least. But yeah, and he diced up earlier. I think it was the
0: Titans. He diced him up earlier off a of bye. So let's we'll see uh-huh. if that happens again. But speaking of, buys, speaking of, Ohio State just had their game that was supposed to be played in the middle of this week, this past week, in the Penn State game. That got canceled due to COVID concerns on the Penn State basketball team. Um, I imagine that's the game. Ohio State would probably love to have Penn State sort of bottom dwelling in the Big Ten right now. Ohio State's coming off a 17-point drumming at the hands of the Minnesota, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, Quick thoughts, Matt, what did you think about this loss to Minnesota and what did you sort of pick up from it?
1: So I think the first thing, the one positive we'll take away from the high State game is Dwayne Washington looked great, 21 points. I mean, he was shooting the lights out, and he's starting to pick up where he left off from last year. He's now averaging around 15 points per game. And he just looked phenomenal, I thought. And offensively, the Buckeyes, besides him, weren't doing the best opportunities they were giving up some easy buckets down low shooting more threes than normal but i think also we saw with kyle young he was struggling a little bit from down low just making easy buckets just the little bonnie's and that did hurt ohio state but on the minnesota side minnesota looked phenomenal Liam liam robbins 27 points and 14 rebounds that he had a phenomenal day and ohio state was going to match up with Marcus Carr more, assuming he was going to be the main playmaker for Minnesota in that game. But Marcus Carr, we held him to 15 points only. So, I mean, Marcus Carr averages, he's one of the highest scores in the country. And Ohio State was only able to hold him to 15, but I think that also was able to allow Liam Robbins to step in there and then have a bigger role, which is the result that Ohio State just got beat down low in the trenches and at the three point line, at the free throw line, everything Minnesota Minnesota's better. I think that's just ultimately what led to an Ohio State loss is that Minnesota capitalized on everything Ohio State didn't. Yeah. And um
0: we like I mentioned it early on when we started this whole podcast, that I said Dwayne Washington. And I tweeted out during the game, Dwayne Washington is sort of the answer that makes this team go. But one of those guys that if not has pass, that has not if, if he has not passed them but is right up there is DJ Liddell. And you mentioned Liam Robbins. Liam, Liam Robbins absolutely killed E.J. Liddell in this game. And E.J. Liddell had no answer from Liam Liam Robbins when it came to the Minnesota offense, um, which is honestly seeing Liam Robbins' success right now and seeing so you know what he could do to, against Ohio State in the paint, even in the to getting to the free throw line, to shoot 17 free throw attempts is a crazy statistic. Um, but when you look at the Big Ten, you look at the bigs, I mean, You factor in Luka Garza, who's probably going to be the the country's best player. You factor in Kofi Kober, who's somebody that stifled Luka Garza when they played a little bit. Then you throw in Hunter Dickinson, who has been tearing it up for Michigan. I don't even know. And, I mean, I haven't looked at all the Big Ten roster, but we talked about Miles Johnson with Rutgers. You can make the argument that Liam Rollins is not even a top four, maybe perhaps the top five big in the Big Ten, which is scary to think about that Ohio State now has – these Iowa games coming up. They have the Illinois games coming up, and then you got the Michigan game. It's to see that the Ohio State's gonna have to go against these bigs, and seeing how they did it against one Big Ten quality big now is a little bit scary for this team. And especially when you look at the um, the reason that it was so close even at halftime. When you look at it, is Ohio State shot five for ten from the three point line, and much of that was Dwayne Washington carrying the team and doing a lot offensively. But to turn around and go two for seventeen. Matt, I mean, fact of the matter is they were trying to catch up a little bit in that second half, but still two for seventeen in the second half is just not good. So if you can't if you're shooting twenty-five percent from three for the game and only thirty-one percent the whole game, and you allow Liam Rollins to go for 17 points and 14 rebounds, you're you're gonna get these 17 point drummings because that's just there was no outside scoring to offset the horrible paint defense and there was no I mean, there was, like I said, there was no paint defense to slow down the guys inside. Um, and the the bad news keeps bagging on Ohio State as um, C.J. Walker just came down with an injury. I know that was something that you heard from Chris Holtman about and something that you wrote about. So what what exactly happened to C.J.? And what's,
1: what do you think the plan is for the Buckeyes moving forward? So about mid-November, C.J. was in an inter squad scrimmage, and it was reported by Adam Chardy that he hurt his right thumb during one of the practices and he hasn't been 100% healthy since. And I think, honestly, that's kind of shown on the court a little bit with his, I guess his play hasn't been up to par from what people expected from him to carry over from last year at the end of the season where he was averaging, uh, I believe it was 11 plus points per game. And we just haven't seen that C.J. Walker who's only averaging 8.7 points a game, does lead the team still minutes, but C.J. Walker, he they found out, Tore some ligaments in his right hand, so he won't be available for tomorrow's game against Rutgers, which is a big loss. And he's out indefinitely at the moment. And now we see Michi Johnson is going to be practicing with the team more and getting more involved. I expect Michi Johnson to not be playing for the Buckeyes for the next, for at least two weeks, just because you can't really throw a guy in there who hasn't played in the middle of also Big Ten play. We're playing some of the top teams in the country. So you can't just throw a kid who just played high school basketball last year, now into the mix. And barely getting any time with his guys so i think we will see more michi johnson but we're going to be seeing some weirder starting lineups. we could see musa Jallo playing the two and Dwayne bringing the ball we could see jimmy starting and it's going to be interesting but moving on to the rockers game tomorrow no cj walker now brings in who will be the guy to step up in the back or besides Dwayne, we could see justin arm start as well it's just gonna be the question who can bring the ball who's gonna be the contributor because CJ is known to be that guy who leads the team assist. He contributes. He gives the ball around. He dishes it. He does what everyone needs to do. And he gets guys open. It's going to be harder for Ohio State to take on Rutgers just because they don't have that that guard, that veteran who's been there for two years now, who's the captain of the team. It's going to be interesting, especially now that's also a revenge game in Rutgers' eyes. They lost by 12 to Ohio State last time. It should be interesting. No Cliff Omori still for Rutgers, but. Expect to see some struggles in the backcourt for Ohio State, is how to put it.
0: Yeah, and especially, I mean, you you said Mitchy was playing high school basketball last year. A matter of fact, he wasn't. He had he had an ACL knee injury that kept him out of even high school basketball. So he probably got twenty or less AU games. And AAU games are basketball games, but they're a different style of basketball than what he'll play at Ohio State and even what you play in high school basketball. So he got a handful of AAU games this summer to play and really get his knee back under him. And now you're throwing him in. Okay, great, you did good. You're practicing now. Go face Geo Baker against Rut- against Rutgers. Like, that's not the situation you want to be in. I mean, obviously you got Jimmy Soto's. You worked hard to get that waiver for this reason to have him if something was to happen with CJ. I mean, I don't think this is how it's going to go down, but you could maybe see Ohio State go into what was likely their best five players on the same court and that's Dwayne Washington. Maybe you bump Justice doing up, make him a two, a big two, maybe put just, uh, Seth, Ar- Seth Towns at the at the three and then EJ and Kyle. I don't think that's going to happen. It's probably, like you said, it's probably going to be Justin Arns or Musa Musajalo. But I do think this means you got to find some way to get Seth Towns more minutes because he's going to be the one of the guys that can actually suppl- supplement some of the scoring, some of this leadership that you lost by CJ Walker going down. And like you said, it's going to be tough. Um, that front that just uh going against some of those guys that not only we thought it was going to be tough to face like a Jacob Young, a Geo Baker from Rutgers, not to mention Miles Johnson is going to come ready to go after fouling out of last game and getting shut down from EJ Dell. So it's gonna it's just going to be a, a very Rutgers already plays sort of a smash mouth in your in your face press style basketball. It's going to be even worse going into Scataway, having to play that Rutgers team, and then after that, I mean, it doesn't get any better. You have to go. You you get to come back home, but they still have to face a tough Northwestern team in Columbus. And then we get into, I, and I knew I was men- missing somebody with Liam Rons earlier, cause I didn't mention Micah Potter from Wisconsin, who is probably mm-hmm. right up there with those top biggies in the big 10 as well. So, I mean, Pete Nancy's Ohio guy from Northwestern is going to be tough in Ohio state didn't have that many problems, but after Northwestern, you go Kofi Coburn, Micah Potter, you go back to Purdue and then I know Michigan State has a big. They always have a big. And then Luka Garza. And you just roll down that list again. And not to mention, you end the season on a Luka Garza, Kofi Coburn back to back, which is this is going to be tough getting into a lot of these bigs in the Big Ten schedule. And we're really going to sort of see what Ohio State has. Yeah.
1: And And sorry about that. But you you were just mentioning that list of those bigs. And you didn't mention Purdue had any significant bigs. But I mean, Let's not forget, Ohio State lost their first Big Ten season game of the year to Purdue. Trayvon Williams just demolished them in the paint. And it's going to be interesting to see because everyone will be like, oh, okay, like Ohio State's got a, they got a little bit of an easier matchup now. They don't have to face any significant players. Purdue's very good. This conference is phenomenal. minus Penn State and Nebraska in my eyes. It's going to be a long stretch. I think the key is going to be going into each game with – in open mind, you can't say, all right, we got to win this stretch of games. Win one game because Ohio State now is in maybe the hardest part of their season right now. You just mentioned the players they are going up against the next few weeks. It doesn't get easy. And it, the, the, the conference standings may look a little scary for some fans being like, what the heck just happened? Like, this is not how it should be going. It unfortunately might be how it should be going just because... Of the talent and the depth that this conference has, that it's going to be very hard. But I just want to touch on quickly before we move on the Rutgers game tomorrow. I'm actually going to be at the Rutgers game, so that should be exciting to see in person. But they played Michigan State this past week. Their latest game, their uh, Purdue game, got postponed unfortunately due to COVID. But they lost to Michigan State, 68 to 45. Rutgers pretty much just wasn't great. Ron Harper was held to 13, who's the fourth leading scoring fourth-highest lean score in the country, then you have Miles Johnson, who, who at two points again, he had two points against Michigan State, two points against Ohio State. If Ohio State can home the two points, they could be in luck for a nice day tomorrow. J.O.B. Young was held to 11 points. Geo Baker, five points. Paul Mulcahy, four points. This team is struggling at, a mo- at the moment, and it's not looking great, especially that you only put 45 up against Michigan State. Just It was hard, especially watching this game, because the lack of defense, that it looked like came from Rutgers just wasn't what I expected from Steve Peichel's squad and it was surprising, but I think that could be eye opening to what tomorrow's game can be like if Ohio State can take advantage of the holes that Michigan State took out against Rutgers, we could see a nice win for Ohio State tomorrow and sweep the Rutgers Scarlet lines but it's going to be a tight game no CJ Walker hurts, but we could see a nice little upset brewing in Biscataway yep and um we I I was rambling on about the bigs
0: earlier. We're going to a little recruiting. Matt's been often asking about the guy, the big man, Chet Holmgren. Everything seems to be turning Gonzaga. I think uh, Gonzaga was the school that was leading for him a lot of the way because of how hard they recruited Jalen Suggs and the success that Jalen Suggs is having there, along with the success that guys like Drew Timmy and um, Corey Kispert. I can go. You can go on a list of like talented, two-way big shooting bigs that have come out of Gonzaga. Outside of that. You, Ohio State needs to get a big to plant this roster because I mean you're looking at I mean Ibrahim Diallo is probably next to season next season you can hope that he's going to be the backup center you can hope that you got a guy like Zed Key, you got a guy like e. Iggy they need a true center so that that circles Afton Reed that circles um I I have to look up his name he's a recent um Penn State commit but other than that I mean if that doesn't work out you're going to see them go to the transfer portal and get somebody that has the size and the skill. I'm. Um, I i do not know if anybody on this that's listening to this has been watching, but the transfer portal has been buzzing lately when it comes to um, basketball prospect um, basketball players and everything. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Ohio State can add some guys. Uh, other than that, I mean, you're um, outside of Efton, outside of I mean, there's Charles Badiaka, obviously, who's Efton's teammate down at IMG. Both those guys should probably be in there in the list right now. But I just um. It'll be interesting to see how Ohio State can fix like the big problem that they had this off season. You think within the
1: transfer portal that they'll go for a guy in a Power Five conference, or do you think it could be all right? We're going to go for like maybe we'll find another Seth Towns through the Ivy Leagues, or we'll go Group of Five conference, or we'll go find it somehow in Division Two or Division Three potentially. It's
0: going to be interesting. I think Ohio State's going to be very diligent about this process. They they had some guys like when like part of the 2017. And I, I I could have got that number twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen class with had when you had Dwayne Washington, Luther Muhammad, Justin R that class come in and to see Luther and Jaden Ledee transfer out like that. Uh state's very gonna be very diligent about going going along the process and trying to find guys that fit inside the and fit inside the culture. So I think I think it'll be interesting to in watch. I don't know if, if they can get another power five guy, I think the biggest thing obviously is gonna be can they get a guy that can play right away. And I mean, if you look at Liam Robbins, who we talked about earlier, I believe he came from Drake. The funniest thing about that is that Drake is undefeated this year and they didn't need a seven foot guy like Liam Robbins. Um, but it's just really gonna be fit. It's gonna be what guys you can find. Um, it's gonna be full. It's gonna be full of football too. Once we get past the national championship and everybody, is, it's full open season with college free agency on that stuff like that. But um, I don't really know where they'll go. I, obviously they'll get somebody. Other than that, there's some other recruiting stuff going on. I am I was just at a game last week, saw 2023 uh, point guard Gabe Cuffs. He's, he's on Ohio State's radar, somebody they're watching. Yeah, I and mean, he's most likely of, um, most of fame for playing with Ronnie James on their blue chip team. And you can look him up. He has a ton of – I think he has like 3 million Instagram followers. It's hilarious that kid at his age has all this fame and attention. But um, other than that, I saw his uh, counterpart, who they'll both actually be facing off tonight as we record um. Rent Rice from Wayne High School, those are two talented point guards in 2023 Ohio State's looking at. Other than that, I have some games lined up to see other 2023 point, um, 23 prospects. Um, I also see 2022 offer Josiah Harris, 2023 offer Rayvon, um, Rayvon Griffith. Just stuff like that. That's what's going to be going on coming up for my, me on the recruiting front. Matt did mention that we will um, – we're going to touch on the wrestling stuff going on right now because they're about to kick off. Um, Tomorrow, hopefully, because we're going to get this podcast recorded and up on Friday evening, um, tomorrow, hopefully, Ohio State can go through with their wrestling, um, their wrestle Austin sort of settle out who's going to be at what weight. Um, if you want to go, you can go look up on Ohio State's Twitter account. They have sort of the matchups. There's some names that you're probably like, oh, like um, Carson Karchula and um, Ethan Smith, different guys like that that you're looking for on their roster. They are not in those weight matchups, yeah, and that's just because they're doing different wrestling things right now. They're doing different programs and they'll they'll probably work themselves back in and wrestle through. But Ohio State's got their uh Big Ten schedule set and everything. All kicks off um January seventeenth, which is quickly approaching they have a little triple header sort of high school wrestling style against Illinois and Wisconsin. It'll just be good to see the Ohio State wrestling program back out on the mat. Um other than that,
1: um Matt, what's going on? What else do you have to talk about? Yeah, so again I'll be at the rack tomorrow covering for the beef for buckeye scoop and then for the student radio i already have a plan that i'll be actually broadcasting i'll be on the play-by-play duties for the purdue ohio state game for the scarlet and gray student radio so that should be exciting uh potentially more play-by-play uh, opportunities for the men's or women's basketball team this upcoming season then doing some more lacrosse i'm going to play lacrosse in high school so Want to do some lacrosse games, and Ohio State's a top twenty-five program in lacrosse. People don't really know that, so trying to cover them more for Buckeye Scoop and the Student Radio. So yeah, it should be exciting. But I'll be back at campus the seventeenth when the record, when the wrestling team faces off. So maybe I'll catch, maybe I'll catch it on the Big Ten Network while they're at the Corvelli Center or wherever they're playing.
0: All right. Well, that is Matt Goldman, the New Jersey native, the Rutgers man, the guy that probably almost went to. The Scarlet Knights it's going to be in the rack tomorrow. Everybody, <laughs> check out that game. Make sure to watch it. I don't know. Is it ESPN Big Ten Network? What are we on, Matt?
1: I think it's Big Ten Network. Let me. Uh, yeah, it should be
0: Big Ten Network. I'm not. All right. 100% you can see sure. the, uh, the CJ Walker list on state Buckeyes take on a, a vengeful Rutgers team. In the meantime, we'll be back out to you next week. Matt's still going to let you know where this channel is, but we'll be back out to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Um, did you give an answer yet, Matt? Yeah, Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network. All right, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back next week with another
1: episode of Anything But Football.